It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. And now, this, this sounds familiar. This is the neighborhood podcast. This sounds this sounds frightening. Have we reverted, DC? Are we going back to the neighborhood podcast? Just bask in the hello glory out of it. there, boys and girls in neighborhood land. This week's show is a little different. Uh, for this show, we'll have a co-host. A long time ago, two men decided to call themselves really the number two editor. contenders and start writing about wrestling. I Originally, they wanted to do a podcast, and after three years of talking about it, Doc Manson and I sat down to record. Uh-huh. You can hear the dog already. I am here with one of my best friends you, uh, in you the entire world, Doc Manson. Doc, as you sip your, what I'm assuming is your first cup of coffee this morning, how are you doing today? I am good. How about yourself? I'm really glad to be here with as you called it just now? Yes, we are not in the usual neighborhood studios. We're in a basement with a lot of cardboard boxes and... Oh, I remember that basement some well. Lord of the Rings Pez dispensers, so... Delicious. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I still have those Pez dispensers. I believe you. Never ate them. Doc Manson and I met in college. We both went to the same university. I don't remember liking you for the first few months that we met. I'm not sure I like you now. <laughs> About a year or so ago, we decided to try a wrestling website. But unfortunately, there it. wasn't enough fame for <laughs> you on a small independent website, so you had to abandon ship and move to the neighborhood. I'd like to point out that you stopped, <laughs> you stopped watching wrestling. Yeah, I did. So? I can barely keep up with WWE. I missed the entire Attitude Era. I should go back and watch that. And even the new stuff. I mean, just between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, I've gotten overabundance of what I can watch. And I mean, I, I honestly don't watch SmackDown much at all, but... Nobody does. <laughs> How far we've come. I just can't believe leave. I'm making comparisons between Fandango and Fabalic. Well, I'm going to get roasted for this. Well, you know, you're, you're highlighting <laughs> a larger problem, which is can't build around a single person. Right. It's not going to work as well unless you have a couple of people. Huh. I don't think we're going to get AJ or Daniels. They're already close to 40. And that's what I'm saying. Those guys are old. They Their best work, I hate to say it, is mostly behind them. AJ Styles, even towards the end of his TNA run, slowing down. It was pretty clear that the phenomenal one was a little less phenomenal. Yeah. Huh. You are okay. asking for trouble right now. I, I am trolling right now. I am trolling. <laughs> this is all from one episode. What Can about Scott Steiner? <laughs> Honestly, I I can't say for sure. I'll look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. I think he might be part of it. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> I, I think you might actually see. You there from Canada <laughs> with your whoop-dee-doo in your hair, Mexico North. <laughs> oh my god. All right. I love Scott Steiner. And I will say, after a while, that theme music, I really started to grow on me. All right. Here... Are we talking about Cesaro now? I don't know how we started. Okay, we went from NXT to this to that. Because you wanted Jeff Apologies. Jar- yeah, it's fine. Yes. You wanted Jeff Jarrett to be a part 
of... You said we could go free form here, so... I'm, I'm, that's just fine. Is that like the ooh man in WWE? The guy who cocks his arm and punches you? That would be Roman Reigns. Yeah, ooh man That's what I said. <laughs> I don't take that back. There's a group dinner beforehand. Enjoy. Have a good time. You're not getting me to Brooklyn. You don't like New Day? No. I, I love all the components of New Day, but I don't love New Day. They're just uh, spinning their wheels yet some more. Episode one, you said it. When there is a built-in logical story staring you in the face that the fans seem to be behind, why would you deny that? Wouldn't you just run with it? You do not manufacture your stars. They just happen, and you have to recognize that and get behind them. Sounds like we I was pretty in an insightful. Age where a lot of people aren't watching television on television, so I'm not sure that the ratings really tell you anything anymore. I think that triple threat is going to main event, <sighs> either main event or co-main event, at least one WrestleMania, probably more than one. Yeah, at that's, some point. That's that's your that's your Austin Rock. How wrong but the I week was. before, when he came out there with that hot dog cart and he was attacking them with the ketchup and the mustard, oh <laughs> my, that is. That is that is the humor, the goofiness that I want to see injected into my wrestling. They they were they were doing things that were fun and fresh. Yes. And then there was a hologram in the hell in the cell and it all went away. My heart is always with Ryback. I hate you so much. <laughs> I stand by that statement. But I mean in terms of chance, feed me more, I mean that's that's catchy. I catch myself doing it, sitting on my couch. I'm usually talking about a burrito or a bowl of ice cream, but, you know. I do like sure ice cream. Daniel Bryan wrestles another match in 20... 20- Uh-oh. I lost it. <laughs> I accidentally pressed pause. Hold on. Of course you did. Oh, I started over. <laughs> this is exactly how I pictured this going. Wait, hold on. I remember where we were. Kind mm-hmm. of. Right back. <laughs> there we go. Close. But I mean, in terms of chance, feed me more. I mean, that's that's just Oh no! <laughs> Come on! I catch myself doing it, sitting on my couch. I'm usually talking about a burrito uh, or a bowl of ice cream. You and technology. But, you know. <laughs> I have so many cords. True or false? Daniel Bryan wrestles another match. Why does he keep stopping there? It doesn't like you. There's oh, gold DC. after that. I'm sure there is. No, don't start over again. (laughs) Oh, yes. You were about to obstruct. Was I? Yes. I say true or false, Daniel Bryan wrestles again in 2015, and you say I'm going to be like a magic eight ball and say Outlook Hazy, ask again later. Ah, that sounds like me. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. There's there's like, I don't know. There's like 18 more minutes of this? No. No, but to sum up, there's that. Uh, welcome uh-huh. to episode 149 of DDT Wrestling. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It was so interesting to go back and see where we were because you get a phone call during that podcast that offers you a job. Is that? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that was during that podcast or if it was during the last episode. No, you get a job. We shake hands on the air. Huh. That's the first time we get we see Oscar. Yes, we try to get that trending. At that time, you had nineteen followers. I have so. about the same. 
at least in terms of people who actually, you know, interact with me. Well, I will try to post the full, it only goes for another minute or so. And then, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to me. I found it fascinating to go back and listen to where we were and to figure out that really we've been having the same conversation for almost 150 episodes. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of funny to hear me once again, talking about how, uh, you know, the storytelling is terrible. I, I don't have enough time to actually watch all the wrestling that they're putting on. Um, it I, I even then was complaining about Roman Reigns. I mean, you know, it, it's the more things change, the more that they stay the same. You're not wrong. So uh, I was going to put on a suit. I was going to I was going to put on like a jacket and try to find a tie in yeah. honor of this episode. I mean, it makes um, sense. I mean, when we first started, I think I said to you. You know, there's a, there's a there's a statistic, right, that the majority of podcasts never make it past uh, episode 40. If you make it past episode 40, there's a good chance that you're going to be in it for the long haul. And, you know, we said that when we first started. And here we are, episode 149, the last episode of DDT Wrestling. And, and you know, I think we did have a good run. We made it past 40. We're, we're 109 episodes past episode 40. I mean, we had a good run. This was great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really strange, though. I mean, that you that, you know, for the last episode, you went all out and bought yourself a new microphone and a mixer and have all this new technology just just to put together this this retrospective send off that and now we're just going to retire all of this. I thought oh, that yeah, was this a, is all getting just hung up. Yeah, I mean, why would you continue to to I use any the, of the audio? I bought equipment? the mixer and the microphone, and then, as it turns out, you should buy cables to go with it. So then I went and bought those. <laughs> uh, so you know, I had the mixer here, and I was I was trying to figure out. I was like, all right, so where's the cable? Where? Uh, oh, there's no cable. So that's our DC. That that that's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's how it works. I was really I, excited because. I restored my iPhone to factory settings today because I was ha- I had like next to no memory left on my phone. It was like less than a hundred megabytes of memory. I guess I must have had some old iOS updates that I never actually I downloaded but never actually installed. So I restored it and then put, went to the backup and now I have like three gigs of memory. So oh, that's amazing. It's, it's well, I am proud of you because I know how much effort something that automated takes you. So, you know, I'm very proud. Bill Neville, um, I presume, is a saint for getting you. He has been very patient through all of my questions. You know, at one point I took a picture and sent this to him, and he said, move this dial this way, move this dial this way. And then he was pretty much, if you do that, you don't have to touch anything except the bottom row. And I was like, oh, that makes this so much easier because... Gain, comp, EQ, F, I don't know what any of this means. Well, you know, maybe someday when you, uh, first you probably should learn just what a mixer actually is or does. I mean, is that where you started with Bill Neville? Were you just like, I want to do X, Y, and Z? And he was like, get a mixer. And you were like, what's that? Is that was that part of this conversation at all? I feel all, like or? you were part of the DMs because that's pretty ah. much exactly it. I was like, I have this idea for another podcast and in it, I'm going to need... Uh, to talk to other people, but I can't guarantee that everyone's going to have the same way of recording as I do, so I should probably be able to record it myself. And I said, I've heard of these programs, Zencaster, Pamela, and he was like, 
and you might want to just get a mixer. And I said, okay, what's a mixer? Because <laughs> to me, a mixer is like Sprite or orange juice. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's a delicious that's a mixer. And so he was like, no, this would enable you to be able to have their audio and be able to record it. And maybe someday I'll figure that part out. The next thing that you're going to want to do is get yourself a uh, an external recorder of some kind, like Tascam or Zoom or something, that you can hook into your mixer for, you know, the output of the mixer. Instead of sending oh, it just to your computer, he's gone. you can send it to... Um, the problems continue to plague us as Doc can, Manson has send it left. to. I'm still on the call, but for some reason, Doc Manson is not. I Hello. am still here. Oh, I couldn't see you or hear you for a minute there. Well, that's interesting. Well, anyways, uh, what was I talking about? I totally lost Zoom it. Zoom or a, a... Oh, oh yeah, a Tascam or a Zoom. Just an external digital recorder. That way you wouldn't have to send it to your computer, because computers can crash and things like that. Or you, you could do it in addition to your computer, right? So that just you could have it on a secondary output, and that way you could be recording it on the standalone device, which would make it increasingly unlikely that you would ever possibly actually lose a recording um, with, you know, any of these people that you're planning on talking to. Like, you know, myself and myself. No, I'd like to talk to other people. I've talked to one other person, but it was because he also had audacity, so it worked exactly. Like, I'm like, I've, I've taught myself how to do one specific thing, and now... I just got this mixer, Doc, and you're already talking about, oh, you need to get this other thing. And I'm like, you know how I work. For me, it's all about tech creep. I, I, I never satisfied with where I am. I'm always looking at the next thing. And why? I couldn't even tell you. Do I have a use for it? Not necessarily. Well, it's that just the way it. I am. I was over there. Uh, we recorded the most recent episode of The List, perhaps the greatest one ever. I don't oh, know yeah. that. And um, Episode 24. It's on our ddtpod.com. Go check it out if you haven't heard it. And then afterwards, we're sitting and just watching like Mae Young Classic or something. And you've got your phone. You've got a, like a, a laptop that's like a tablet or maybe it was. A, you, you have tech abound. And you look over at me with my simple little Chromebook that's not even a touchscreen. And you go, huh, Chromebook. I should get me one of those. And I'm like... <laughs> well, in fairness, in fairness, uh, you know, I have my phone, I have an iPad, and I like the iPad for content consumption, you know, playing games or reading websites and so forth, uh, but I don't like doing anything actually productive on it. So in terms of, like, typing, you know, typing up a, a movie review or, or anything else, I'd like to have an actual laptop. And I now I have a laptop, but it's also, at this point, pretty old. I got that, like, my first couple of years of grad school. Um, the battery dies from a full charge in less than, like, two hours. The fan on it is, like, constantly at full blast, and it's just, you know, hot in my lap. So I've been thinking about replacing it with something new, but, like, I keep looking at these $1,500 laptops, because that's, like, you know, all the stops have been pulled out. Everything I could possibly want in a laptop, I can get for that amount of money. But I don't want to spend that amount of money on a laptop. You know what I no. mean? And my Chromebook cost probably 10% of that. And, you know, there are very few. Well, that's not true. It's a very simple machine. Like, if you are on the Internet, it works great. If you want to do some basic word processing on Google Docs, it's great. There are some games you can play. Not all of them. 
But otherwise, that's yeah. it. It's not. It doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. See, when it comes down to it, I just feel like I think that would do. I think that would do eighty to ninety percent of what I want to do. But at the same time, like I'd like to have the flexibility to hook up, you know, my audio interface to it, get Audacity on there, and, and be able to do a, a, a mobile yep. recording studio, which I don't think a Chromebook really allows me to do. We tried it. That's the one episode that no one's ever heard. The night Roddy Piper it. died because we because <laughs> I like we did the whole thing and then I was like, all right, let me save and it's gone. Right. Um, no, not to say that all crow books are going to be like that, but I just I, I feel safer. I think with I think that a more full laptop. I just don't want to spend the money. But anyways, I th- I think that makes total sense. So Doc, how would you like to spend this potential final episode? Uh, well, you know, I liked your little retrospective. Um, I, I could see us maybe doing a little bit more self-filating uh, for a bit. I, I, I like the whole patting ourselves on the back. What a good job we've done. I mean, at this point, we've accrued literally tens of listeners. And, you know, we have these these ravenous fans just begging us to for just begging us for more, more more silence from us, you know, I, I just, I feel like, you know, we're at the top of the, the, the lowest point of the world, DC, and uh, so we might as well go out with a bang. We have crested that small hill. <laughs> and we are winded. <laughs> and we look at all the other hills and mountains and go, eh. Yeah. I'm so, going to have a sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to have a sit. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't know. You know, we we could talk about the world of wrestling. I, I got to tell you, it's just, it's negative city out there. Um, I, I went in, I listened to the New Age Insiders live last night um, while the baseball game was on. And it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough for anyone to be super positive. You know, NXT UK was on last, yesterday. It was? I watched that first episode. Yep. It was good. I have to get to not watching another show. I know. Because now it's so. Raw, SmackDown. Okay, let's take Raw and SmackDown out. Let's just imagine you're not going to watch it. I'm going to pretend, Doc Manson, Uh that you're not going to watch Raw and SmackDown. I mean, that's a pretty, that's an intense assumption to make. I mean, you know how much of a diehard fan I am. Like, I, I have to watch my stories, DC. Um, You know, so it, it, it. I'm using all of my brain power, all of my imagination and creativity just just to just to imagine this world where I might even consider not mm-hmm. watching Raw or SmackDown. But I'm, I'm doing it now at your Good. behest. Well, that's still there were four hours. There was four hours of wrestling on WWE Network yesterday. NXT UK, which is it was at 3 p.m., 205 Live, NXT and then the Mae Young Classic. Four hours. Too much. And they're talking about, you know, the rumor is there might be looking at Europe, like a, a European promotion kind of based in Germany, but able to travel all around Europe. They're talking about maybe at Evolution, we're going to get a women's only show. It's so here's the thing. Like, OK, so I am acknowledging that the UK and Europe are not the same thing. Like, I'm not making that mistake, but I would feel like that the proximity, relative proximity of those two geographic areas 
would yeah. enable members of the UK brand to travel around Europe? Well, the United Kingdom is part of Europe. So it, if they do NXT Europe, then NXT UK falls under that. But Maybe not they the do European NXT. Union? Yeah, if if you ask what continent does Great Britain and the surrounding countries lie, it's Europe. Whether or not they're yeah. part of the European government is different. Right, different for each of those countries even. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, maybe they do NXT Germany, but again, that just, like, if we're going by countries, that just seems, are we going to do NXT Canada? Are we going to do NXT Mexico North to bring it back yes. to Scott Steiner? It all comes back to Scott Steiner. It always does. So, you know, I, I we were talking about it before. Ratings are different. Way back in 2015 when we recorded that show, before there was Manson Manor. Way back in those long ago times of three years ago. Yeah. Hey, in the age of social media, three years is an eternity. But I, I think people are going to have to pick and choose at this point. Are you eating candy corn? Did I see uh -huh. that before while we were doing the retrospective? Oh, yeah. Is it true that it's honey flavored? I heard that. Um, Supposedly, yeah. Okay. Well, most of the bags you get will say made with, uh, you know, real honey. But <laughs> I'm actually sort of wondering now. Because, like, you know, I get, like, the bro Brock's candy corn, Brack's, Brock's, whatever. I believe like, that that's... is the, the top-of-the-line brand. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like that's the top of the line, but at the same time, you can get it in any drugstore, any grocery mart. I, I'm wondering if there truly is a, a gourmet candy corn out there. Because, like, the Brock's has, you know, made with real honey, but my, my presumption is that it's a drop of honey in in a in a five thousand gallon tank that they use to poop out this candy corn. I'm wondering what like actual like eighteenth hundred 19th century candy corn, if it even existed back then. I don't know. But what did that taste like? What was that you're, like? You're wondering where is the artisanal candy corn? That is what I've been wondering because I would want go, to get my hands go, on it. When you go to a farmer's market or something, is there someone selling homemade? You know, in our basement, we have a candy corn machine, and we're we're just doling out the pieces. That's what I'm interested in in consuming. One man's quest for <laughs> artisanal candy corn. Well, maybe that's what I'll do once DDT wrestling is no more. Maybe I'll uh, become a humanitarian and and quest to uh, reproduce the 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 purest, most uh, delicious candy corn in the world. I would watch. A Doc Manson cooking show. Hmm. I don't know. Which would probably be Doc Manson sitting at a table while Mrs. Manson does the cooking, and Doc just shouts suggestions <laughs> across the room. Well, I could see that, but I also think a Doc Manson cooking show would be less a cooking show and more of a, a parts unknown or something where I'm traveling travel around. A travelogue? Yeah, I could see that more, except I don't like to travel, of course, so it would just be me going down to, like, the local subway and being like, yes, Do you I would like double meat today. No, we don't. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the biggest news of the week is, of course, we're still talking about Crown Jewel. So far, WWE hasn't done anything. They haven't made any formal announcements that I am aware of. Uh, as of now, it's still happening. They're going. Unless, like, you know, the government says, uh, hey, 
know they're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, with what, the government the, the way it is in this country currently, uh, I don't think that's particularly likely. No, as as far as I've heard, the government is in fact asking WWE to go because it continues with their philosophy that the royal family didn't know anything about this. Sure. So, there you again, go. the whole thing just turns my stomach. Um, are you going to watch? If they go, are you going to watch? Uh, I don't know. Because, honestly, the last time they did the Saudi Arabia show, I took a day off from work. I stayed home. I made an event out of it. I, uh, I watched it live. And the show, first of all, wasn't very good to begin with. And now that... I don't know. Last time, I didn't feel quite so negative on the concept of going to Saudi Arabia. Like, there was a narrative that they were a more becoming a more progressive country, and this was another inroad for them. You know, around that time was when women were finally starting to get their driver's licenses and things like that. And, of course, you know, it's probably just me being a dumb American consuming the news and believing what they want me to believe. But at the time, again, I, I felt sort of... I felt positive enough about it in light of everything else I knew about the country to say, well, they're trying to make inroads, give it the benefit of the doubt, I'll support this. But yeah, this time, um, those warm fuzzies are not as warm or as fuzzy anymore. And I, I just, I guess I just sort of feel like on top of the, f- I, yeah, I, for, mm, for multiple reasons, no. I don't think I'm going to watch it. That's it. It's it's incredibly hard to kind of explain. Like, these international shows, we watched the Australia show live, 5 a.m. That was a um, hoot. It was good. But they are glorified house shows. In this case, it's a command performance for a, a crown prince. I'm not that interested in the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. I'd like to watch Roman versus Brock versus Braun. That should be good. Uh, whatever other matches they have, I'm sure are going to be fine. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I, or at least I'm not. certainly not going to make sure that I'm home on whatever day it is, November 2nd or whatever, to, to watch it live. Maybe I'll skim through and just catch the pieces I'd like to see. But I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing. I I mentioned I don't remember if it was on Twitter or where I mentioned it, but I mentioned that I'm going to be very interested to see if WWE acknowledges any piece of this at all, no. or if they just go like nothing's wrong. They well, let's put it this way. Um, I don't think if if their intent is to go in the interest of their in, in the interest of their safety. You can't address it in any way. You know sure. what I mean? You you can't... I mean, unless you just came out and said, the WWE fully supports the royal family. Like, unless it was a 100% pure, not backing down, in support of the Saudi royal... I was going to say Saudi government, Saudi royal... I don't know the right terminology. The royal there. family. There's a monarchy yeah. over there. But, I mean, unless it's just going to be 100%, no doubt purely in favor of it that you can't say anything unless again you're now opening yourself your crew your performers to potential retaliation so true very true you can't say anything no i suppose you can't 
even the, the someone had tweeted out, even if they canceled, there would be potential for repercussions because here's this big thing that they're happening. And, you know, you're basically saying no to the crown prince. Princes in general tend not to respond well to people saying no to them. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that at least if they just said no and in their, you know, in their books, they decided, OK, well, we're writing off ever performing in or near Saudi Arabia for the next 30 years. I mean, they could do that. But as a business, you know, while, yes, it's the feel-good story to think that they would want to do that, they're not going to. They're a business. They want to make money. Like, yeah. like you know, there, there's... And to draw a, a weird sort of parallel, and I say weird because it's got nothing to do with socio-climates, um, but, you know, for years when I was younger... Like, you know, Microsoft or Google will be in these, like, antitrust um, hearings in, like, the European Union or in the United States or whatever. And I remember, like, hearing, like, you know, oh, the European Union, they levied a, a billion-dollar fine against Microsoft because of the way that they're bundling software in their Windows operating system. And, and at the time, I was like, well, I don't understand. Microsoft is big enough, right? They're a company. They're the ri- one of the richest companies in the world at the time. Still are, really. But, I mean, they could absorb the loss of not selling their products in the European Union. You know what I mean? It would be a huge blow against them. But they could just take their ball and go home. They totally could. But the thing I didn't know or, or I guess, really appreciate at the time is as a publicly traded company, you have stockholders. You have stocks. You can't just tell the world, these people investing in your business, oh, yeah, we're just not going to do business with with an entire portion of the globe because uh, we're taking a stand on this. No, you can't do that as a business. It's not it's not the same thing as being an individual. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's scummy in some ways, you know, in, as an individual for the WWE to go into Saudi Arabia at all. But you have to understand, and I know this is something that in America is constantly up for debate, apparently. But in my opinion, you know, corporations are not individuals. And and what makes sense for a corporation does, doesn't necessarily apply to the same sort of ethics or morals that apply to a person as an individual. Um, and um, that's unfortunate, but I think that's just the way it is. Corporations, their interests do not necessarily match up with the interests of being a good person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, and that's it. People are appealing to Vince McMahon himself or to Triple H or to Stephanie and saying, you can't in good conscience go and do this. And I'm like, I, but there's part of me that does totally get that. But then you're also saying you're now turning to your employees and to your stockholders and to all of these people and saying whatever payday you were going to get. Like, what do you say to Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels was getting paid, I have to assume, a significant amount of money to come out of retirement for this match. If all of a sudden you're like, hey, we're not going to wind up going, so we're not going to wind up needing you, so we're not going to wind up paying you. Not not it, a good situation. It is it is a complicated situation all across the board. And while yeah. I would love for them to just be like, no, we're taking an ethical stand here, uh, that's more complicated than than I think a lot of people think. It, yeah, so. certainly more than most people are willing to admit. Yeah. Uh, did you watch SmackDown 1000? No. 
So you didn't see the return of evolution? Um, I saw clips of it on Twitter and Reddit. I saw Big Dave tell um, Triple H that he's done everything in this business except beat me. And I was just like, that doesn't sound like an accomplishment that he needs to put under his belt. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't no. really feel like Batista was ever big enough that, like, that statement holds any weight. I like, I do like Dave Batista. I always thought he was a solid enough performer. But sure. I, I, you know, and I like Dave to the extent of I do sort of feel like, you know, I hear he's a big movie star now and the WWE never really gives him the time of day, doesn't really want to bring him back. I think the WWE has handled that relationship poorly in some ways. But at the same time, in terms of his popularity actually within the audience of the WWE, it's easy to see why they might treat him that way. He never was the top of the mountain the way that I think he thinks he was. Somebody on Twitter was like, Batista was as big as John Cena back then. And I said, sure, that might be totally true. Batista might have been as big as John Cena at one point in time. But that time is over. Batista's time was up. I, John Cena is still I legitimately a big deal. watched that entire period. And don't get me wrong. Batista was at time, one time, a world champion. But he never felt to me like the guy who was carrying the company like John Cena. Well, and, and, and that's interesting because I missed most of the first brand split. So there were a lot of times where people were like, well, there's two champions. And I'm like, there's one champion. And then there's another guy who happens to also be a champion. Correct. That's like saying right now Roman Reigns and AJ Styles are on equal footing. Uh-huh. That's not true. No, it's not. Not at all. Roman Reigns is the champion of WWE, and AJ Styles also happens to hold a belt. Right. I always sort of think about it more like SmackDown. Obviously, it's not how they paint it, and that's really what matters, ultimately. But it's more like a television championship to me. You know what I mean? It's it's important, but it's not the same level as their Raw championship belt right now i feel like you've got the universal title and then you've got the intercontinental and the wwe title and they're almost 1a 1b and then down here is the u.s title yeah like right now who's the u.s champion i don't know who's the intercontinental champion i don't know who are the tag team champions i don't know okay new day probably no okay they lost at SmackDown 1000. To the bar? Correct. Okay. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know any of these things. So Shinsuke is the U.S. champion. Oh, good for him. Um, and uh, does he still hit people in the nuts all the time? I I think that was part of the Rey Mysterio match because Rey Mysterio nice. came back. That was the other thing. Nice. And I have to say, I was Rey Mysterio was not, Senior, huh? It's been a while. I was not necessarily super positive but the bits and pieces of that match I saw I was like he looks pretty good he okay. looks terrible at the end of his WWE run that's what I'm saying like he had but to put a shirt on he looked freaking phenomenal in Lucha Underground it's, he, he did a nice baseball slide splash which I think I've seen him do before but it looked real it was it was a good move so 
Um, do we want to head to the emails? Is there anything else you would like to say? I'm wondering if I'm going to go back. I had fun going back and listening to an old show and kind of pulling highlights. That might start being something I do intermittently on Patreon is kind of just putting together a quick five to ten minute. This is this episode's. All right. You know, because I'm looking through the titles and I'm like, I remember Hatsy. I remember Patio Furniture. Hatsy? Never heard of them. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bunch of emails. Uh, Seahawk must have tried to get us to a baker's dozen by sending one email that said one and one email that sent 12. Apparently, Seahawk missed the memo that a baker's dozen is 13. Yeah, I mean, but he that- actually sent us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Did nine, really? 10, 11, 12, except Gmail is only showing you two of the them. Two. It's like it's like nesting those other ones. But yes, he only did go to 12. But luckily, we've got additional emails beyond what Chris Hawk sent us. Well, so. those I believe were from last week because he sent those on the 13th. So maybe, or maybe he sent them afterwards. Uh, but we do appreciate you taking the time. Although, when it comes to people taking time for our show, uh, Seahawk, you got a ways to go before you win the title of the person who has devoted the most time to, to our show. Our, our first email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, was the email you could have used to, uh, to send us emails. It comes from our buddy Che. Say it isn't so. Really, say it isn't so. I hope the payoff to this takeover is worth it. Yours sincerely, bestie from day one, might be day two or three to be honest, Che. Sent for my Samsung Galaxy smartphone. Oh, Che, if you know anything about us, it's never worth it. I just want to say here, folks, um, you know, while this is, of course, our last episode, and while I have no doubt that the payoff will be worth it, I just, I just, I just feel the need uh, to say unequivocally that the payoff has nothing to do with us. <laughs> I am distancing myself oh, from the payoff. We, I think I think we have made it perfectly clear <laughs> that we have nothing to do with this. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no, I'm this, kidding. I'm kidding. I think it's been a blast. Our next email comes from uh, one of the besties of the besties, Danielle, titled... Farewell, dear friends. Hello. While this is the last call for emails, I'd like to commend you guys on reaching the landmark of 150 episodes. This is 149. True. (laughs) We haven't even made it to the top of the hill. (laughs) Well, in fairness, if you count all those shows that we had to do on that bogus network, we're well over 150. We're we're at we're over like we're close to two fifty. Right. If you look at if you look at our, our podcast portal. I've been listening since March twenty sixteen. Also, find your happy was something that stuck with me two years ago. Been using that phrase since I heard it in twenty sixteen. Thanks, DC, for that phrase. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say this, I'm pretty sure I coined that. I'm the happy-go-lucky one on this podcast. I'm pretty sure that was me. And Doc deserves more praise. So, uh, Question for this week. Is WWE's fallback method 
with bringing back legends to increase views out of date? How could this method be adjusted to produce better content? Shall we talk about that first? Yeah, there's a there's a follow up question, or not a follow up, but another question, but it's off a different topic. Yeah, <laughs> clearly it's not. It's not like, working. And well, no, I, I was going to say clearly it's not out of date. Oh, I think it is. People are talking. People are watching. People yeah, okay, are you're excited right. for the gong <laughs> and the DX shirts and all of that. Okay, it's out of date for me. But and for I me. am the minority. You're right. For the majority of people, it's working just fine. Yeah, you're right. The people who, who the people who have fallen out of love with WWE in the past might be back. They might have given $9.99 in order to see this. But for us who want to watch the current stars have meaningful opportunities, it's disappointing. Like watching Tyler Breeze try and fail to to do something hurts more because the people he's being pushed aside for is Shawn Michaels. The big problem for, for me with this is they keep trotting out the same quote-unquote legends to the point where I don't want to see them anymore. Like, at this point, God love them, don't need to see another Undertaker match. Nope. Don't need to see another Triple H match. Don't need to see another Shawn Michaels match. Like the guys that they're trotting out, I feel like they're they need to be tr- if they're going to be bringing back quote unquote legends, they need to be bringing back people who are fresher and who I actually want to see. But when I think about it, and I think about you know this last ten to fifteen years of the product, they didn't build any stars to those heights that they can bill as legends to bring back. You know what I mean? Well, here's the problem. You could bring back CM Punk, but you're not gonna. That was one of the names I was going to mention. Edge got hurt. If Edge was healthy and could come back and do these things, that would be big. That would be helpful. Um, Chris Benoit died. Eddie Guerrero died. Right. Ideally, you would bring those two guys back. JBL, while a star is not going to light up anyone's life except for me if he were to come back. Right. And then you've got CM Punk and Daniel Bryan who made his comeback. Like he is yeah. he is you know a a quote unquote legend who made a return. But yeah. So that's the problem is is the stars that if you if you were to ask people who are the 10 biggest stars from 2000 to 2010 a lot of the names just aren't options for you anymore. Correct. And I think that's really ultimately the problem. So you've got to go with the Brothers of Destruction and DX because you're not going to be like, hey, we found Kenny and Mitch in a dumpster. We're going to bring back the Spirit Squad. No, not going to happen. I mean, let's just I mean, here's the I, again, I don't mean to talk trash about The Undertaker, but like we were super psyched for the comeback of The Undertaker at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, the dead man returns. Like, it's been a long time since they first started trotting out that pony. You can Mm -hmm. only bring it out so many times before the legs fall off the pony. Well, and, And somebody said, just have him show up, walk out, pose, 
then turn around and walk back. Right. That's all you're really going for is the entrance anyways. Turn the lights off. Hit them with some lightning. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I, I think that is the problem. So, so the fallback method is working, but you've now shot your shot. Like a DX reunion is not going to work again. A Brothers of Destruction is not going to work again. Yes, it is. So let's not lie. Both of those things will work again. How could this method be adjusted to produce better content? Um, give me a a show that features like have a show with all of these older guys. You know, if, if international they had that. fans it's called Legends this, House. That's what I'm saying. Do a legend circuit. Do a brand that's based around some of these guys. Call up Charlie Haas. Reunite Team Angle. Call up Bad News Barrett. Bring Wade Barrett back. And, you know, do this thing again. And then have a show that's focused more on the younger guys. All right. That would be my idea. It's terrible, but I like it. Halloween question. Do you guys have frequent trick-or-treaters in your neighborhood? Do you buy a bag or two of candy to hand out? Cheers. Uh, yes, living in a rather large apartment complex, we do have a fair amount of trick-or-treaters. We tend to buy a bag or two of candy. I try to buy stuff that we're not going to eat. I, I buy a lot of Mounds and Almond Joy because neither my wife and I like coconut. Ooh, I love coconut. Mounds is where it's at. Dark chocolate, coconut. Oh, man, those are so good. Nope. So we'll do those. I believe we have organic lollipops that Mrs. Matthews bought for Halloween. 18 years ago? No, just like last week. Oh. But I keep opening the drawer where they're like the cabinet where they're at and be like, what the hell are these? <laughs> um, yeah. So we also have frequently have trick or treaters. We had way more uh, back when we lived in the condo, you know, the basement sure. at the beginning of the show. We used to get like 120, 130 kids a night uh back then we moved although admittedly not too far from that condo complex and we definitely get less trick-or-treaters but we still get a respectable amount i'm thinking we had maybe about 80 last year which is pretty good i would think that where you live it's secluded it's not heavily trafficked i would think that families would drive to that road park at one end and just walk the You're loop. sort of right, except they actually do that at that condo complex where we used to live. Ah. Because that condo complex had more um, lighting and, and sure. safe walking paths and things like That's that. That's fair. So I feel like they do that, which is not that far away. And some of them maybe come over to our street. But for the most part, I think they do the condos and that's it. Halloween must be Oscar's least favorite day of the oh, year. Oh, it's awful. It, yeah, we we sit outside with him all night. He's fine outside. He'll just love every single person that comes up to us. But if we're inside and they come up to the door, he's just losing his mind the entire night, barking his head off. It's the worst. So you have to sit outside with him no matter how cold it is, um, just so he doesn't have a conniption. Yeah. Oh, God. Doc. We have an email from yeah, Coroner D'Angelo D'Angelo. Before we get to that, um, we do buy candy to hand out, and we uh, we buy the full-sized candy bars. We are that house. We have about 90 candy bars full-size sitting in the basement now, as well as a bag of the smaller ones, you know, for the little kids, because this house will die 
in Legends. All right. One week left. You can read Am this one. This? Oh my god. There's fine print. <laughs> Good evening, Dr. Matthews and DC Manson. At any point, you can just say we're done with this and we'll move on. Nope. I know you said you weren't going to hear from me again, but it seems my game of bowls has been interrupted by another call to action. What? I don't know. I'm going to get straight to it. All right. With the handover next with the handover next week, Stephanie Van Dyke has been in her Amsterdam six-bedroom house, accompanied by security, after the unfortunate events of the last two weeks. R.I.P. Bev and Beth. After finishing a photo shoot for a modeling agency in Zagreb, Croatia, who flew out to her, as everyone does for her, it seems, she took a walk down the red light district. I'll give you time to visualize. No thank you. She was accompanied by a member of her security team as she prepared to deliver her DDT reform decree via Periscope. I'm, I'm serious. Just say the word and we can move on. Keep going. That same security hey, guard that Jay, attacked her. Jay is desperately wanting to know what the conclusion of this storyline is. He is hanging on every word. We have to for Jay's sake. That same security guard then attacked her and jumped in a boat in the canal on the district into a waiting boat and sped off. It's not so a he jumped into a boat team. and then into another boat. Stephanie Van Dyke is now alive. Thank God. She is, in, she is in hospital, being tended to, but we don't know if she will remain alive and whether she will be here next week. When I reached out to the Van Dyke family, her father Edgar Van Dyke said, Stephanie will make a full recovery and will be at Manson Manor next week. I am just a coroner. I'm not a psychic or a clairvoyant, so I don't know what will happen next week. My advice to you gentlemen and Mrs. Manson is come prepared for your podcast next week. I believe Man. the WWF next week has an event called Evaluation next week. Prepare your show notes for that next week. And after the podcast intro, do a 60-second countdown next week. If Stephanie does not turn up next week, then I guess the podcast is yours. Unless Mrs. Manson does indeed want to go with Stephanie's topic of browsing Sephora's website on the air and reading the best bargains. Listeners, send in your topics to podcast.ddtwrestling.com with your questions on anti-aging products and advice, as well as eyeshadow brands for Stephanie to read if she gets here next week. Or questions for DC and Doc while they talk about the fake sport of wrestling. Oh, and before I forget, the $50,000 acquisition fee Stephanie was meant to transfer to you for the rights to DDT Wrestling has been embezzled to a member of the neighborhood. What? We were getting paid? That, that person is not the killer. And I will be on holiday next week, so my son Angelo will email you to let you know who that person is next week. Like I said, this is not the killer. I think this is the Spe killer. Speaking of the killer, as he jumped into the canal, some Tino Sabatelli merchandise fell out of his pocket. Wait. Wait, so is the person who attacked Stephanie... The same person who killed Beverly and Bethany? Is that what we're to believe? Apparently a member of Stephanie's security team. The killer will indeed email you next week. So far, what we know, they love the brand split. They have a fondness for Birmingham, UK. 
is a huge fan of Tino Sabatelli and is a member of the wrestling internet and neighborhood. Finally, the identity is revealed next week as I resume my game of bowels. <laughs> kind regards, D'Angelo. P.S. A lot of people are asking if my first name is D'Angelo like my surname. Yes, it is. And my middle name is D'Angelo, too. Try sighing saying that five times. So you yep. could just say D'Angelo 15 Cubed. times. And you're good to go. Yeah. This payoff is just going to be fantastic. What if $50,000 just turned up in your bank account next Friday? Well, wouldn't it be $25,000 because we'd split it? Whatever. <laughs> I would pay Bill Neville to come explain what the heck all of these knobs are no, for. No, seriously, Bill, what's a mixer? <laughs> I don't know. This next one comes from Coroner D'Angelo. The subject line for Doc not to be read on the show, attachment inside. Huh. This is a blank email. I mean, there's an attachment, but there's nothing to read. All right. Well, Asian bridal. Nah, Asian bridal. Oh, all right. Okay. Next one comes in from the bestest of the besties. Glenn. I'm going to say one thing. Okay. If this is not the greatest payoff in the history of the world, I might have to ban someone from ever appearing on this show again. It might still be the best payoff in the history of DDT wrestling, though. You have to admit, I, that's possible. I, if I'm not wowed by it, someone is done with this show. Is it me? No. Oh, thank God. I don't know what I would do. I mean, uh, I have vacation plans. <clears throat> oh, yes, I remember it well. Sent by Glenn Abbott to podcast. Hi, guys. As we near DDT becoming a fashion show, episode 150, let's take a look back at some highlights. Firstly, Doc's reaction to Nerd DC making his debut on episode 27. Incidentally, the first episode that at GA Russell Nut listened in. Episode 35, with DC's new nickname and bad promo Theta. Episode 29, where Doc periscoped the Ghostbuster Twinkie tasting. And all this without mentioning Patty O'Doors. I believe it's Patio Furniture, but Patio Doors is actually a better name, Glenn. Of course it is. <laughs> Good luck in your future endeavors. Always your bestie of besties, Glenn. P.S. Whatever your future pod plans are, I'll be right there supporting you. There is only one DC and Doc Talk Wrestling. Thanks, Glenn. We love you, Glenn. I found those warm fuzzies. Out of curiosity, what was DC's new nickname? Was it Do? Oh, is that the Doc and Do show? I don't know. It might be. I'm not sure. I can't remember. This is why I need to go back and start putting together some... All right. All right. And uh... Our final email. Our final email. Yeah. Last one. No more emails comes after this. From, comes from Boss, a.k.a. Forrest, 
and I love this because it took me a while to figure out what he was doing. Ah. Uh, the subject oh, line. Ray Egon. Come on, man. Ghostbusters. That's a good I, crap. I figured it out, All but right. it took me a while. Hello, DC and Doc. Watching SmackDown 1000. Favorite moment for me was the Austin versus Booker supermarket oh. fight. What is your moment? Oh, Bosk. That is a fan. Th- that that fight is hilarious. Do you remember that? I do. I don't think I saw it at the time, but I have seen it in replays. Since. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So what's your favorite SmackDown moment, I guess he's asking? That's hard because a lot of SmackDown is in my lost year. SmackDown like started in like 99. By then, I was kind of on my way out. I have a hard time remembering what's Raw and what's SmackDown. Me too. Um, I was going to say Shane coming back, but that was on Raw. Right, it was. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I had I, to... I think Daniel Bryan's... Comeback announcement was also on Raw. Probably, yep. Um, that Austin Booker fight was pretty good. I think all the stuff with Al Wilson helped happened on SmackDown. Who's Al Wilson? Tori Wilson's dad. Don Marie marries him, and he has a heart attack on oh, their wedding yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Like, some of the Kennel from Hell stuff might have happened on SmackDown. For To me, SmackDown has always just been the Undertaker show, you know, so... Most things with The Undertaker, I, at least during the brand split, I, I associate with that. I suppose. I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Eh. Speaking of moments, my favorite DDT moments are when you do a food tasting. Oreo cookie flavors, Italian wedding soup recipes, everything pumpkin spice, and the Ecto Ghostbusters cake episode. I remember those as kid and searched the mid-coast of Maine for them with no success. Also, Doc, have you watched the Ghostbusters fan documentary, Ghost Heads, on Netflix? It was interesting. Are you a patch-wearing member of the Connecticut Ghostbusters fan club? I don't know why I would be. It's not like I live in Connecticut. It's absurd. Uh, DC, just so you don't feel left out, I will check out Lucha Mexico on Friday and report back next week if there is a next week. Hope you guys keep this going. Been listening since WrestleMania 31 slash 32-ish. The randomness is what keeps me coming back. Best to you and yours, Bosk. P.S. Also, saving Jason is such a cop-out. Why not save Jimmy Mortimer, Crispin Glover, From 4, or Tommy Sidekick in the start of 6? The kid from Welcome Back, Carter. Anyways, keep up the good work. Send for my iPhone. What do you mean saving Jason is a cop-out? That's beautiful. That's like, that's, that was the perfect answer. It would bypass the entire... I still I stand by that answer. I think that was the right person to save in, in that series. Um... But anyway, have you watched the documentary Ghost Heads? I have watched the documentary Ghost Heads. It was interesting, although I didn't enjoy it as much as I had hoped, I guess. Did you know that there might be state fan clubs for Ghostbusters? I did, which again, I learned about in Ghost Heads. Um, and I, you know, I probably was like some sort of patch wearing member of some sort of Ghostbusters fan club when I was a kid. And I guess I proudly would be again. I just currently am not. Sure. 
I I love how he didn't feel left out, so he's, he mentioned a promotion that I've never heard of, Lucha Mexico. But hey, it's wrestling related, so I'll take it. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bosk. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, D'Angelo. D'Angelo, D'Angelo. And thank you, Che, for some wonderful emails. Um, Darren, Jeremy, Kevin. Now, hold on a second. Before we go back to that. Jeff, who doesn't have Twitter. I just want to say, if I can't save Jason, though, just to just to actually... But if it's not that, then I would say I would save Alice. Alice being the final girl from the first Friday the 13th boss. I would save her because... I feel like um, her coming back in the second film and, hey, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, being killed in, like, the opening five minutes of that film, I thought that was a cop-out. I think that character deserved better than that death. So I would say Alice. I would probably save Alice. I think I just would have gone on believing she survived the first film and that was the last we ever saw of her in the universe. I think I would have perhaps preferred that. Forgive me if I've asked you this before, but are you going to go see the new Halloween movie? Yes. Um, plan is uh, double date myself and the missus. Ah, that's right. With GQ, with GQ and, and Mrs. his GQ. missus. Uh, it should be a good time. I certainly am looking forward to it. All right. Well, Doc, what is your piece of positivity for life, the universe, everything? The thing that I like most about hard work is when it's over. It's really satisfying to be able to say, ah, I never have to do that again. So I think that's probably my piece of positivity, knowing that this is the last episode of this podcast and knowing that I can go forth into this bright new world and I can mold my future into anything that I want. It's, it's truly a liberating feeling, DC. Truly liberating. My piece of positivity is you. Whoever is listening to this, whether it's Mrs. Manson. Oh, I thought you meant me or... for a second. Because I know I, I deserve more praise. I crave it, really. So I think I'm just going to believe that you were saying me as in me. I am certainly grateful to you, but I am more grateful no! to me! anyone Sorry. <laughs> who has taken time out of their lives to be like, Let's check out what these two morons have to say. Hey, hey, hey. One moron and one doctor moron. <laughs> That's doctor moron. <laughs> um, we, we very much appreciate it. And whether or not... Well, no, we're done, right? Yeah, I mean, like, tune in next week like, to find out for sure, do, but... Uh... We're, we're, you know, a 60-second countdown and wait for Stephanie to appear. It's like... Nobody named Stephanie is just going to up and show up on our audio feed. So that is never I, going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank you. This has been one of the highlights of the last few years of my life. I have greatly enjoyed being DC Matthews. I don't know that I want to necessarily. I, I, I don't want to go. Isn't that what one of the Doctor Who's say? Or <laughs> what is it? It's, it's Spider-Man. I don't want to go. I don't want to die. Mr. Stark, help me. Mr. Stark. I Mr. Stark. haven't seen that movie, so thanks for ruining that for me. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm sure it'll be fine. They're making another movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I want to thank you for, for spending some time with us. We have greatly enjoyed being here for you to talk to each other, conversations that we might be having anyways. If they can entertain you with our random ramblings, then I am certainly delighted. Doc Manson, is there anything you would like to say before we head out into that good night? There are a few things. <clears throat> First... If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to all of our other episodes and also DDT Wrestling's list, you can do so by going to your pod portal of choice, including things like Stitcher or iTunes, as well as ddtpod.com. If you'd like to support our wacky oral antics, you know, if you enjoy what you've heard and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling. And now uh, for the other thing that I'd like to say, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's what I ex- hoping it is. Same time next week. Probably. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. You better deliver, people out there. Make it memorable. And I mean that just for life. Make it memorable. Make it a memorable life. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, whenever that may be, won't you be our bestie?